morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap Mo, out here. And we've got all the guests here today. We've got Jamelia. Come on. And we've got Anita. Come on. And we've got Noah. Come on. And we've got Zara. Come on. So it's going to be noisy. Yeah. But we're going to do it anyway. Um, yeah, let's get into it. I, apparently, I'm in the hot seat today. Come you are. On. Shall I go first? Yeah, you, you can go. How do you define good? Outside of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I think it depends on who you're asking. If you ask 10 different people, you get 10 different answers. Or I I say it as me. Yeah, I'm asking how would you define good? How do I define good? Yeah. Outside of the Bible? Yeah. As in not including what the Bible says. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I I, I just want to understand what you mean by outside the Bible. Yeah, so how do you establish what is good? If you're not taking the Bible, not using as the, the Bible as a basis. So to an atheist, how do you establish what is good? But then if if, if we're being honest, even like atheists follow biblical concepts in, in, in like... What? How so? I mean, I, I, get, I think <laughs> I, I, get, I get where you're coming from, but that's obviously not what they think. Yeah, so, so like so, 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 so like a lot of their morals are, are, are based on, what's it called? Um, Judeo-Christio... Um, I mean, it's a bit of a sweeping statement because a lot of them also take it from like Buddhist thoughts and um, mm, a lot of yeah. Eastern Eastern yeah. wisdom. Yeah, my would know all about that art thing. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where that came from. Are you, are you a Buddhist, Moses? Nope. Are you a Buddhist? <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So so I, I think like when it gets <laughs> it gets down to. She took it off, yeah. yeah. She's so strong. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. okay. It's okay. Let her have it. It'll go back in. I just looked up and I just saw it just dangling there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, if you see the way Zara is just enjoying her life right now, yeah, it is so fun. She's like, go on then, Uncle Robert, talk. I'm just about to hear the um, yeah, Moses is not a Buddhist. No, so so we found out. No, but yeah, no atheist. I I see where you're coming from, and then maybe <laughs> taking some of their morals from the Judeo-Christian viewpoint, but a lot of them also take from other sources. So how do you establish what is good? I through the Bible. Okay. It, um, through other people. Um, or like, but then as a Christian, if if you're not a Christian, I can't really. Um, say this is bad this is good to you okay. outside of what the law permits mm. um, because it's just because no, I was going to say <laughs> that's not the Bible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something about that yeah, I, I, I can't back that I, would, I would push that because even though you can't say you can't say this is good this is bad based on biblical principles there is a moral consciousness of what is good and what is bad yeah and and a lot of that a lot of the moral stuff that we say is good and bad, can its origins can be found in the Bible. Mm, I'll push disagree? that as well. Can you can so you give me an example? Though, even though you could, even though like hitting someone, you can be like it's in the Bible, like don't um, whatever. But at the same time, morally, if you just go around and you slap a baby, it's like nah, that's that's not right. Like morally, that's not right. If it's your baby, it's okay. Raw. Hey, social services might be listening to this, you know. If it's your baby in Ghana, it's all right. 
and again so like that i think it depends where you are as well like cultural context mm-hmm. um matters when you're trying to um define good because mm. there's a, yeah so like things things that were good 100 years ago might not be good today better not be well, not everything. Not everything. Just yeah. Some, they did some were good. They, they did some good things. Um, independence was always good. Pardon? Independence. <laughs> like countries gaining independence oh. was always good. Hundred years ago. So I was like, like, "Yep, I can't wait for my independence." But I think that depends because, like, I feel like some some countries haven't haven't done the best with their independence. So maybe it's maybe better for them to stay colonized. <laughs> wow. <laughs> maybe hey, life will be better for them. What's your answer? To being colonized? No. no. To what, how how you establish good? Um, through the Bible. Okay. But so if I remove that, you can't. No one can. Uh, okay. Can you? You can't. You can't establish an ultimate objective good, which I believe the Bible presents an objective, but there can be a subjective good. Subjective depending depending on on situation. So it's subjective depending on one thing that you said already, the social norms. Hmm. So there's a social consciousness of good and bad. And just like so a, situa- a, 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 a situation... A situation of yes. good and bad. So it's like in one country, um, it's okay for you to um, have multiple wives. Polygamy is okay. Amen. <laughs> but in other countries... <laughs> but in other countries, no. You weren't saying that last week. I know. Uh, but, <laughs> but in other countries... You didn't ask me like, last week, did you? we'll have an opportunity so um again like there's a social consciousness of what is permissible and what isn't permissible mm. and so there's like a subjective notion of good and bad and i think even with outside of the bible everything becomes subjective where it's just like there isn't an objective standard that we're all as- mm. ascribed to or trying to live up to mm. um so yeah i think it, it will still be possible to as to ascribe some sort of good and bad, but I think it will be a communal consciousness of good and bad, because as you said, the environment and the community you grow up in will shape what you consider good and bad. Um, so I think like India, they don't they view their cows as sacred, yeah. but go Ghana, we don't view cows as sacred. We view cow as food. Hmm. So yeah, it's like there's a communal recognition of of sacred. Um, yeah, Peter. I'm mm. So basically, that's what I said. That's not what you said. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I say something? Mm. <clears throat> so, um, it was just making me think about one of my psychology modules back when I paid attention in university. And it was about altruistic behavior and how that, <clears throat> even when we do good as people, we do it for a pro-social reason. So like, we do it because it makes us feel good mm. or we do it because it benefits us in some way. So mm. even though that the external act is good, the motivation behind it, even if we subconsciously um, know it, so like, oh, we give to charity because we're doing a good thing, but that makes other people see us as good. Mm. And it also makes us have less guilt and make us feel like we're a good person. So it's not actually real goodness. Mm. It come from wickedness. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so I think outside of God, all our goodness can be evil spoken of. Filthy rags. Basically. Mm. Mm. No, I think, yeah, you guys are, yeah. I, I think the difficulty in answering the question with the removal of the Bible goes to 
you know demonstrate the point what well, part of the point that was being made in in that without the bible it's it's very hard to create um an objective truth and that's yeah, the, it's impossible that's the thing but then so that's that's where the argument comes in with um atheists that say um the individual should be able to so i think there was a um it comes down to the absolutes the, ar- the argument of absolutes and how in atheistic thoughts there are no absolutes except for the absolutes that there are no ex- absolutes which is silly and, and stupid in and of itself and goes to prove the point so i, I think um it's difficult to establish good objectively because without an objective standard outside of which is what you said outside of humanity it becomes the individual subjective truth and then you have to almost qualify or grade whose truth is more important than the other if we're all dealing subjectively which presents its own problems so i think the difficulty in answering the question is the answer itself okay yeah (laughs) so my question Again, from an atheist perspective. Is that just an atheist today? <laughs> there is no God. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Have one after that, mate. <laughs> I feel like Robert's um, sorry, not sorry, is getting like significantly spicier. Because <laughs> he can handle it. Yeah. You're growing, you're growing. There is no God. Let me think about this one for a second. You know, I feel like I've had this, this, this like conversation with a colleague at work. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think we, we, we ever came to a conclusion. Hmm. Um, to be honest, right now I can't think of an answer off the top of my head for this. <laughs> I'm going to try. Like <laughs> honesty, I love it. I'm not even going to try and hey, waffle my way through this, this one. This is one of them ones where you start quoting proverbs. It is only a fool who <laughs> <laughs> believes there's no God. <laughs> so my my old old church, um, they had a youth day once, and the tagline was "Oh, bring a friend." Mm-hmm. So everyone's supposed to bring a friend. How is it that? the auntie that was preaching that day decided that's what they were going to pull for. And it's like, you got all these kids there that obviously some of them might, might be yep. like this. Like, it is the fool. I'm not saying the Bible says <laughs> it is the fool that says there is no God. And you just got people like, she just, just cuss us out. Like, what's going on? Nah. Yeah. Now, fair enough. There's, a, there's an honesty there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, if not that, it's not my sorry, not sorry. Uh, so I don't have to answer it. <laughs> okay, then no answer it then. <laughs> no, but um, I was I was going to say, it's it's hard to argue with someone that believes they already have the truth. That's mm. the first thing. It's also hard to demonstrate um, something to someone who their entire mindset revolves around that person not existing. Mm. But. The handiwork of God is evident and, and the tolerances uh, that allow for life on earth are so small. Um, you know, a few thousand miles closer to the sun, we burn. A few thousand miles further away, we freeze. Um, 
that there there is clear evidence of design mm. it cannot be um it cannot be by accident because uh, yeah it cannot be by accident you also go down the path of um uh uh, the scientific method which most people will quote back at you it requires repetition however we've not seen this you know the the big bang theory repeated in any way means or form so all of that chaos theory all of that um all the assertions um all the assertions towards yes all the assertions towards um, life existing outside of design are a bit difficult to validate um, because there is such clear evidence of design in the human form, in interactions, in uh, all of nature that we see. There is clear evidence of design and thus there has to be something. We Christians recognize that something is God. Um, but there there has to be something greater that created us. Um, all evidence seems to point towards that. Hmm. My initial response would be, who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> but even in, in like saying there has to be something that created us, some people have argued that that's almost a crutch um, to not, it's almost ascribing all of the goodness of humanity to something greater and all of the evilness to ourselves. Oh, no, because I wasn't talking about good or bad. So, I was just talking about complex. Yeah, uh, but it just like just humanity ascribing the goodness that is within nature to something higher and then mm. all the abaseness within humanity, within nature to us. So it's like, and there's a point in which deforestation, who's doing it? Humans. Like, like, most of the things that have considerable impact on the earth is being done by humans. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there is that reality as well. But I have heard the argument of um, it being a crutch and like um, religion or faith being the opioid of, yeah, I think it's opioid, if I pronounced it right, um, of humanity. Civilization. Yeah. Like that, yeah. It's almost numbing us to the realities of, of um, the harshness of reality. Mm. Um yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a difficult question to navigate. Yeah, um, everyone, and there's no one way to, to navigate it because I think everyone would almost point to something different. Um, Peter is more so inclined towards engineering and like the deep, minute details of stuff. And so that's where you kind of turn towards that immediately. I would, I would potentially go to something like the golden ratio. Again, this design. But the repetition of the golden ratio within nature is like too far reaching to be a coincidence to the point of even saying our, f our fingerprints, even though each one is unique, it all still follows the golden ratio. Like the angles within our faces with its differences all still follow the golden ratio. And it's just like how like the growth of flowers the the shells of snails and stuff all of these things follow the golden ratio like it it just isn't a coincidence um and again i think there's a lot of appeal to things not being a coincidence yeah um there being some sort of intention behind it um but yeah 
So there's so many different ways to approach it. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to go there as well because the Bible itself says, you know, the hand of God is clearly seen in nature and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I like to go down yeah. that road. But um, I, that's why I start off with the caveat. You can't argue with someone who believes they already know the mm. truth kind of thing. But yeah. No, you okay? Cool. So Robert, you had your heart broken today by the babies not wanting to be around you. And oh. so that's why it didn't help. Oh. I don't know. Oh. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right, cool. Let's get into it. Yeah. So, a week ago today. About a week ago. No, it was exactly a week ago. Um, Kobe Bryant passed away. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually coming back from from here when I found I, I saw on YouTube. And um, I'm not going to pretend like I was a big Kobe Bryant fan yeah. or that I even watched basketball. <laughs> Cause that, yeah, that that just wasn't my yeah. reality. Yeah, I think all of us are in that boat in this room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why I don't want to focus on it on Kobe Bryant just mm. because he didn't really mean much to any of us. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it it was interesting to watch the way people were being so affected mm. by his death. Mm. Um, people who had probably never even met him mm. only ever seen him on the tv screen but they were crying they were finding it hard to get out of bed um and then and i was just thinking like is there any one person that i don't know personally that could have such an effect on me okay and i couldn't think of any, i couldn't think of anyone i think maybe the closest person maybe be the undertaker what? undertaker in his prime but these days... But right now... So uh, he's already kind of dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> he dies to me a little bit every day. Nah, from when he lost to Brock Lesnar, I was like, nah, <laughs> he went down anymore. Um, can you guys think of anyone outside of your immediate... That, that would have such an effect on you? Someone that you didn't know? That if they died... When when Michael Jackson passed, it didn't, it didn't have that sort of effect on me. It was just a matter of... It felt... It was just like, oh, you know, like this this guy. Oh, snap! How could I forget? The, it was just it was just a matter of, wow, this this guy's passed. So, okay, it was it wasn't I wasn't sad per se. It was just another man. But yeah, the thing with Kobe Bryant's death that annoyed me was there were like what eight people in the helicopter, yeah. mm. and yeah. everyone was talking about Kobe Bryant, and I actually got a little bit uh, a bit frustrated with it because it was like. He wasn't the only one. It's not just him. Yeah, you know, and it was just like, and someone had the cheek to put on Facebook that, oh, eight people die and they only talk about one. Think about how your life is affecting people. And I was like, what, what are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> the, the other seven or six people that passed weren't important. Do you think they weren't, there weren't people that were affected by their lives? Like, no, but I guess, like, I guess the, uh, um, the headline was Kobe Bryant dies. Yeah, you know that, for, that so, was the headline. Yeah, yeah, so 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 um, for me, it even took like two or three hours for me to realize there were other people in that plane. But Obviously, apart from like the the, 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 the like plane the driver, pilot, yeah, the pilot <laughs> and his daughter. I <laughs> think like yeah, there was yeah. a lot of emphasis on him and his daughter. Yeah. yeah, but still, I think like one person's life is not more valuable than another. Nah, nah. And this this is where um, like worth and net worth kind of comes into it. His net worth. And the influence and the reach that he had was immense, but his worth as a human being is not more than another person. Yes. So yeah, but you know, I think the only person whose death I was surprised by, kind of, 
even though I know everyone was going to die, I was surprised by MJ's death. Okay. Especially as he was preparing for a tour at the time, and you know, doing all that. I think I think Tupac's death hit me. I didn't. I, I didn't even know Tupac. I never knew of Tupac when he was alive. I think do I was you, too young for. Do you know what? Yeah, I was. It was one of them ones where I knew about Tupac, and then I heard of this death, and mm. then I was like, "Wow!" So I think I heard of him after he passed away, right. but still hearing his death and how he died hit me, and see, having seen the music did impact me. But I think, like, I was. I was going to say, and this. This. Like coming from a Christian podcast and everything like that, it may come a bit, maybe a bit bleak. But are we only saying affect you in the negative? So are we also looking at happiness? People, you were happy that they died. I'm curious to hear this. Am I happy that anyone died? Any exes? (laughs) That's rude, Peter. Behave yourself. (laughs) A couple names come to mind. (laughs) No, again, I can't think of anyone who. Who has died? That thought. Yes, I'm glad they died. Not even a summer Then what? To be honest, like his effect on my life was like zero. So <laughs> personally, I, I had no reason for to, to want him dead. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that you? <laughs> is there anyone that you want dead? No, not anyone I know personally. But I <laughs> no because I, I did recently read um the guy that got killed in East Croydon. There's someone killed last week in East Croydon about about really four fifteen in the afternoon. They he was he was lured to um, a part of East Croydon. Mm-hmm. They saw him stabbed him like within forty seconds of him going in. They saw him stabbed and killed him, and they ran away. And I did for a few minutes think if you if you get caught if you if you're arrested for killing someone, they should just kill you. Oh yeah, I definitely um, believe in what's it called capital punishment. Yeah, well, it, normally capital punishment is for I think like genocide or like for significantly more uh, Greek, not significantly more because one person dying is one too many. But I think capital punishment is normally for people that have done what we consider really horrible, if yeah. that makes sense. Where mm. a youth stabbed another youth, and and again I thought through this was maybe maybe a bit too harsh. But I still just for a second thought, if 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 you knew the punishment for killing another person was you dying, an eye for an eye, quite literally, you know, and and that that was biblical as well, you know, the avenger of blood was yeah. when the relatives of whoever you killed found out you killed them, they'd come after you, you know, and 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 they were right to do so, and thus Israel didn't need police, so yeah, I I, I did think it for a while, then thought. You know, there's also grace and, and whatnot. So I, it's, I struggle. But I don't know anyone personally who's, whose death would make me happy. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. I, oh, sorry. Just, just before you go, the other thing with, even though I mentioned Osama, is those people are labelled by a certain government as being very bad. Like, I don't know if he was behind the 9-11. Yeah, because there, there was a lot of conspiracy theorists yeah. about like him working for the CIA and yes, everything. Yes, exactly. Like him being trained by them. Yeah. So a, a lot of those sort of things I don't really know. It, even removing like certain world leaders and whether or not that's good for them or yeah. not. It's just like, when it comes to those sort of political things, I don't even know if the person you are saying is bad is really bad or if he's just bad for your business yeah. sort of thing. So even there, mm. I'm a bit hesitant. But yeah. I think... I think like the one I don't I don't know if I'll be happy but you know when you just like oh that's good um <laughs> this is going to sound bad man like Robert Kelly 
He's not dead. He's, he's not dead. dead. But I oh, said, right. like, if he was to, I'd be like, oh, sit down. I don't, I don't feel that way, you know. Sit down. I, I start thinking about it, but I don't know. No, no, but the thing is, yeah, like, I wouldn't just want him to just, like, pass away naturally. <laughs> I think that would be a cop-out. <laughs> suffer a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little piece. Maybe, like, just, you know when you just get, like, those, those termite ants? And then, like, so even if it's a natural thing, like, it just gets a little pinch from a termite ant right before it goes. I don't know. But it's like... Does that apply to Bill as well? Hmm? Does that apply to Bill as well? Bill Clinton. Cosby. Cosby. Oh, Cosby. <laughs> Man said Bill Clinton, mad. Um, do you know what? I, I didn't follow the uh, Cosby story mm. as much as I have done with the R. Kelly story. I guess R. Kelly's one's a bit more egregious because it's younger. Yeah. Kids, younger girls. So. And it just how widespread it is. Now, I don't, with the Bill Cosby, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I follow the R. Kelly one a lot. And it's just, it's just like, just for your own, like, just for your own lust. Just how much, how widespread it's been. Now, obviously, it's like. It's not really surprising. Though. It's not, it's not surprising. It's, it's aggravating. Yeah. Um, but you also got to remember there are parents involved sending their kids. Bro. In. So it's like, I, I don't. He he was a debased man who had money to fund his stupidity. But there was but people there are, enabling it. Yeah, there are people who are enabling that I think are probably much more questionable. But yeah, so I'm just... And again, it's like, for some of the parents, lack of money, tight social situations and blah, blah, blah might influence it. Not saying that's my, an excuse. I've got my sorry, next, sorry, not sorry for next week. <laughs> not saying that's an excuse. Um, cause even there's a story about how with Thomas Cook having, um, like shut down, mm-hmm. um, child prostitution in the Gambia has gone through the roof. For real? Yeah. Why? What's the connection? Cause, um, Thomas Cook was the only airline doing direct flights to Gambia. Gambia. And, um, they, half of their national GDP was through tourism. Okay. So wow. that's dropped. That's plummeted. To the point where parents are like, if I don't get money, we're not going to live. So if a Mm. foreigner comes through and a foreigner's like, yo, give me half an hour of your child. I just want to take them out to the beach or whatever. They'll they'll be like, cool, here, give me some money. Here's my child. And it's so apparently like people are actually targeting that that place now, Mm. which is really unfortunate. Um, And so in situations like that where I'm like, there's a financial strain blah 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 this and that um especially with our kelly's situation the law of the leo or yeah, whatever of um fame oh. that oh yeah now my, my daughter's got a good singing voice so maybe our kelly can like hook her up with some studio time or something like that blah 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 um it's not is not an excuse for giving up your your child um your love for your child should be more than what they achieve um, but we're we're fallen humans. Um, but yeah, he's he's one person I would be like. Mm, mm. Hmm. I think for me, George Zimmerman. Mm. Ooh, just because, because he tried to counter sue the mandem after after he came out. Ah, so silly. Yeah. No, I, recently as well. Yeah, he was, he was trying to sue. Yeah. And then he went and like sold the weapon that he used and all of that nonsense. I think that was uh, I think that was that was not that was that wasn't true. Yeah, that wasn't true. Okay, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll lie you, George. Yeah, but yeah. Did, didn't he? Didn't <laughs> they do a, a GoFundMe for him as well? Or was that Trayvon's shooter? 
He was Trayvon Co- Shooter. He was Trayvon. I'm sure they did some sort of GoFundMe for him, yeah. But because I saw that article saying that he was um, he was auctioning off his mm. the weapon he used to kill Trayvon, and, and I had to go and research, and it's like, yeah, well, it's, it's okay. not true. Okay. Yeah. That one won't count against you, but you're still a pig. That was extra. That was extra. If it, if it was true, yeah. Hey, this this is one of them. Do you know what? I can't I can't live in America, you know. I can't. I can't do I it. I can't I can't yeah. like, it's crazy over there. Like even even going on holiday yeah, I'm just like Yeah, I can't nah. do it anymore. Can't like I nah that's where the conversation stops because I'm not gonna say anything that might Yeah. Okay. So um yeah, so I didn't want us to talk about Kobe just because I know we weren't into basketball. So mm. like things were going through my head and some things were inappropriate. Um, as always, as always, as, and so I, I won't tell you how I got here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that I got here. <laughs> um, Noah's just looking at both of you like, is it wrong to joke about death and people dying? Do you think like, is there any like scriptural basis between? So like, is it, is it like a biblical link between making jokes about someone dying and then someone actually dying that uh, you know of? I, I don't know about making jokes per se. I know that um so I know the most common the most common verse is the power of life and death lie in the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um to the extent of knowing that what you say, especially as a Christian, especially as someone with spiritual relevance, because you know, if you're not Christian, unfortunately you are spiritually dead. Um You're spiritually irrelevant. I, I think it's it's worth recognizing that um, and also, we see that sort of thing throughout the throughout the text. So Abraham never said Israel um, Isaac was going to die, even though he was going to go and sacrifice him, because we believe well, he believed he would get him back. Um, also, uh, not necessarily with someone dying, but when Isaac did, did bless Jacob. Uh-huh. And Esau came and said, "Bless me too." He couldn't just take it back because it was like he recognized his words had spiritual weight, and so he almost had to work around it and said, "Yeah, you will serve your brother, but eventually his yoke will become too heavy, and you will shake it free from yourself." So it was sort of a thing of in the the Bible presents that when we as Christians speak, there is power to what we say. It doesn't necessarily. I. I. Uh, maybe more might know, but I. I don't. I don't remember anyone necessarily joking about death and thus people dying and it being a, a thing. The only clo- the closest thing to it was Elisha when some kids were laughing at him and he <laughs> he apparently called bears to come and then maul them, mm. which, is, which is crazy. Come on, <laughs> which is crazy. Hey, that's one of them prophets. Don't bless me. I will bless you. I just yeah, I'm trying to find the theological application for that. Yeah, I don't. Life, but, yeah. I am um, the same lines with Robert uh, Peter. I don't see. I'm going through my mind. And I don't see um, any references of people making jokes about death. Um, I don't necessarily equate um, someone making a joke about someone dying and then them dying to uh, um, biblical references. What I do see is. Um, in the Proverbs, Solomon saying to us to think about death, but wisdom is um, found in thinking about death and thinking about the, like, the limitations in one, on one's life, yeah. like not wasting the time that you have. Um, and, it's, and also recognizing that it's normally 
at funerals where people are, or when p- someone passes away where they're like, nah, I need to make most of my life. I need to do, like, it's almost like motivates people. It's almost like the new It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up yeah. call. Um, so there's, there's encouragement to think about death um, to enable you to live a better life um, rather than think about death and someone will die. So I do see the Bible encouraging us so almost like redeem the time for the time the time that you have is short and stuff like that where it's like death almost becomes a catalyst for doing what God has called you to do. Mm. Um, so I, so again, biblically, what I do see is think about your limitations in order for you to live the life that God has called you to live. So the uh, Bible repeatedly says like life is like a breath or it's like a grass that fades, mm. this and that. Um, and it's just like, yo, like if my life is this short, um, and um, Francis Chan say, uh, puts it in a different way, where he's like, he gets a long piece of rope, and he pulls it across the stage and says, the handle of the rope is like the life that we spend on Earth, and the rest of the rope is like the rest of eternity that we spend. Mm but the handle of the rope will determine where we spend the rest of the length of the rope. Mm-hmm. And if we have that in mind, it will shift the way that we, we utilize the handle to then enjoy the length, the full length of the rope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's more so how the Bible presents pondering and thinking about um, life and death. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I can't off the top of my head remember because I don't think there is. There was also the king. Uh, it's not Agrippa. There was a king who made a hasty promise to God that if God gives him a victory, when he goes back home, the first person he sees, yeah. he'll sacrifice. And, and lost his daughter. And it was his, his daughter. daughter. But even there, people. Uh, I was reading like he probably didn't have to sacrifice. No. Yeah, because even the Bible said that he, he just he d- yeah. kind of did it yeah. without much. When you don't make promises to God just by heart, or well, that's the thing they were saying. Like, I, I think because there have been other instances where people have made promises and failed to God in yeah. the Bible, and it's like, I think, oh, he didn't have he to, didn't have to actually go sacrifice through, yeah. her, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. even wasn't it, um, Saul and Jonathan mm. when Saul made the made a vow yes. saying that if anyone yeah. eats yeah. they're going to yeah. die yeah. but they redeemed Jonathan because yeah. it was like no nah, God brought about salvation yeah. through Jonathan so yeah. he's not going to die today yeah. so we will redeem him yeah. and that was no so the first guy was during Judges mm. so that was before Saul yeah but yeah the pre- premise still yeah no, that's stands yeah. has uh, anyone's death had an, had an impact on you in one to make you make that change in your life yeah. Mm, not really. So when I was in when I was in my first church, there was a guy who had cancer and he passed away. And like it was one of those ones where the whole church is praying for healing. We'll see him go through chemo and then we'll see him come to church and everyone's like, Yes, like God is doing and work in your life, this and that and then we'll see him like off chemo coming in and then yeah, and then we'll see him go back, start praying for him again. And and so just walking with him through that and all the while thinking, nah, like God's got you. You're going to come through. And then like 
going to the hospital the day that he died and not being able to walk into his ward and just being like, nah, like, this this can't be it. Mm-hmm. We're all there praying for you. We're all hearing words. We're all believing in that. And that, that really shook me up. I think mm-hmm. that's been like the one that was actually personal. It's like, it's one of them ones where like, I knew him, but I didn't know him. Mm. I knew him through the cancer. Mm. But I, there was an investment. Like we were, the whole church was united praying for this guy's health. And that, that really shook me. And I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to take, I don't want to take this for granted. Um, yeah, that, that really shook me. I, I haven't, I haven't necessarily had anyone like that, but then I think my my concept of death has also changed as well since coming to Christ because I think like Paul says, you know, to die, I can't remember the verse properly, to live is to live gain, is Christ, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. Philippians four, yeah. I believe. Um, so it's like I've come to see death as just the door into eternity. So it, it's like when when people die, I'm like, yeah, you might miss not seeing them, but especially if they've given their life to Christ, they're in a much much better place, like quite literally. So it's like, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Um, I don't normally like agree with these "I died, I went to heaven" monologues and stuff, but like before this guy passed away, he kept on like coming in and out. Um, and one person said, I didn't hear it personally from him, but one person was like, yeah, he said he saw like pearly gates and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying it in exactly the same way that the person said it, but mm. I'm almost like he saw a glimpse of heaven. And that was m- meant to be comforting. Mm. Um, but at the time I was just struck with grief. Mm. So it didn't really, I was like, nah, bro, we pray for you to be here, bro. Like, mm. are you mean you're seeing lights? Nah, mm. you need to be seeing the theater lights. Um, so yeah like mm. exactly as as um, Peter saying yeah to, and I've, I've heard someone argue with that scripture that Paul was an old man and he had like done his ministry he'd lived his life and so there was a sense in which to live as Christ but to die as gain is like yeah I've done what I'm supposed to do like I'm, I'm content but I'm like that should be the posture of every Christian yeah, it doesn't make it yeah. less true it doesn't make it yeah. it doesn't make it true if you just got saved or whatever it should be your posture oh Christ literally said you know if you try and hold on to your life you'll yeah. lose it if you let go of your life you will gain and it's like if you're so. a Christian and you truly believe that this is the God you serve to go and see him mm. and without the restrictions of the sinful flesh in worshipping him mm. that that should be mm. that the aim mm. what, what that what that what that what that makes me think of is how how easily we interpret scripture through our own lens yeah. because that sounds like and I don't know who said that to you but that sounds like a person who doesn't want to think that they should let go of their life and so mm. it's coming up with any reason mm-hmm. why that doesn't apply to me so the person who mentioned it to me was a friend who said you're dropping names said, I'm not <laughs> said that another person mentioned it to him and mm. the person who mentioned mentioned it to him mentioned it from a perspective of like ministry mm. like no bro you got ministry to do so go do your ministry like mm. when Paul said this he had banged out his ministry already 
and I'm just like, uh, nah, car, that's no. He said what he said, and yeah. like, it is what it is. Yeah. Did you guys? What ever about yourself, though? Anyone who's definitely affected me? Mm. No. But well, that's a <laughs> that's a whole story for another day. <laughs> well, um, temperature drop. Um, <laughs> um mm. yeah, won't go into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I guess maybe it's bad, but how can I put this? You don't have to. Oh no, no, no! I'm, I'm talking about that. I, I think like with with like people in general. I almost there's, there's almost like a barrier up a barrier up. Mm. So most people, if you die, will be sad. <laughs> Life goes on, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't say I, I can't think of anyone whose whose death has made me think mm. I want to change my life. Yeah. To be honest, um, do you guys ever talk about that Hillsong couple whose whose child died? No. Do you even hear that story? No, it sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, so, yeah, same. Sounds vaguely so, familiar. so 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 there was this couple. I think they were. Did in they lose faith? Did they leave the church afterwards? I don't know if they left left, left the church. I kind of dropped the story. Oh, but I th- was social media mad at them for praying for resurrection or something? Yes, like that? I finally, yeah. let, me, let me tell the story. I'm sorry. Okay, so like the, um, uh, this couple had like a three year, three four year old go- um, daughter. Right. Um, I, f- I think it was like medical difficulties, so she passed away, yeah. and like they were probably believing in like. Uh, for like God to resurrect her, mm, yeah. so that like for, like through social media, Instagram and stuff, they were getting everyone to pray mm. um, that their daughter would be resurrected, and it became mm. like a whole big thing, and hundreds of thousands of people um, were praying for this mm. girl to be raised, mm. and as far as I know, it didn't happen. Mm. Um, is it wrong for God? Is, is it wrong to pray for God to raise someone? Because of, I had the privilege of producing another podcast. I was listening to whilst editing one of the. When Peter said produce another, I thought I was about to say child. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter looked around. His heart sank. I whilst listening to one of the episodes, the person that they were speaking to, like he's a missionary thing and then he said something that stuck with me he said healing or even well i extended to those sort of signs were not a reward they were a, they were a sign so healing was a sign not a reward and it stuck me because it was like huh when you know jesus when there was the blind man and the disciples said what well, well, you know who sin made him blind and i was like no nah, it's so that you will see mm. the glory of god it was like okay, so healing, and I'm not generalizing, but at least it was a sign and not a reward. So calling two hundred thousand people to pray, not for God's will, but for your child to be raised, and I made the distinction there because is that what God's will was? Mm. And if not, if you're not necessarily praying for God's will and you want the sign, fair enough. But then it wasn't a sign. It was, you know. I, I can't even I can't even deny that I would probably be in the same position, you know. If your kids your kids gone, you want them back, but at the core of it, that's a that's what you want, and there's nothing wrong with that. That sounds like a you problem. 
when it when it came down to what Christ wanted, he was able to articulate, this is what I want, but he still submitted that to God's will. So would you want us to pull you up on that or would you want us to pray alongside you if that were ever to happen? Whilst you're in grief, no. Yeah, uh, in, in grief, grief it's, not, yeah. it's probably not the time. I think, I think in there. grief, um, that the, the thing that I would do, but even that would require a lot of wisdom as, as to the person and stuff, is to be a lot more intentional about men, um, mentioning God's will in conversation. I'd even have to be super subtle about that. So it's, it's not it's, yeah. it's not even saying, oh, this may be God's will. No, but it's like, let's pray for God's will to be done. Like mm. we're going to be praying for resurrection and let's pray for God's will to be done. Mm. So almost almost like cults in it, that, like that. Yeah. So this is what you want. So let's pray for resurrection. But let's also pray for God's will to be done. And I'll be like, let's pray for God's will to be done in the parents' lives, in the lives of the people yeah. associated with them, yeah. this and that. And so you, it's almost like, yeah, this yeah. is what you want. But let's, Let's push this this God's will. So it may even be like God's will be done in the hearts of the parents where they start to recognize that this is just them mm. and not him. Mm. And so, yes, we're going to look at what you want to look at, but let's look at God's will as well in the situation. And, and not to say, because it, it can sound cold, but it's it's quite literally just that, like, it's, it, I understand. I understand, you know, I understand the prayer. And I, and I had a friend who as well, his brother died and, their whole family were praying for a resurrection, which didn't happen. Um, but it, it's just a matter of of recognizing that difference. And I think it's very starkly presented in the Garden of Gethsemane that there's a, there can be a very clear difference between not wanting to go through all the suffering, but submitting to God's will. Mm. You know. So. Yeah. I think. Um, Sorry. Rookie mistake. They didn't put the phone How on silent. How dare you! Bro, us man are here, bare professional in that. You know, he's he's bare checking. And, and he's, he's sending like, messages who is right this now. You know, he's like man sending messages right now, like saying, like, like say this is a joke thing. You know, is that Tinder? Sorry, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's <laughs> I not. see my swiping. That's actually my mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your mom's on Tinder. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question. Yeah. No, um, I, I wanna, I wanna jump on that as well. Um, I'll, I'll try to be quick. I think I really like, I really like the statement of the um, healings and stuff were signs, mm. um, and it does line up with the biblical narrative, um, because even um, when the Pharisees were like, like, who do you say you are? He's like, the works testify of me. Mm-hmm. And when um, John the Baptist sent his disciples to go through, it's like, tell him of the works see. that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So even if like you're struggling to believe me, all of these are signs for you that the Father has sent mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so, and he also says that these signs will follow you. Yeah. And so the signs are very much not to point towards our ministry or that yeah. God has confirmed yeah. us, but yeah. God is still in the business of doing what he was doing when he brought Jesus down. Yeah. Um, or when he came down as Jesus. Um, this is bare getting technical. That God the Son came down, when God the Son came down <laughs> as Jesus. This this is bare technical. Um, so yeah, it does, it does kind of seem, but and we've almost commodified it. Yeah, yeah. We've almost like, we're trying to mass produce yeah. these signs and wonders. Yeah. To almost validate ourselves rather than to validate God, yeah. and we can't really validate God because yeah. it, it's He's God. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I don't think I'll ask my last question. Oh, you, you got, you got, you got, you got a little bit. Oh no, because just I'm just thinking of it. I think we 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 like covered it. Actually, no, let's let's go for it. So, when it comes to when it comes to grief and mm. loss, how can we as Christians support someone in a way that is loving mm. whilst brings God's glory? Mm. Don't do what Job's friends did. <laughs> It is because of your sins yeah. that your daughter died. Mud, I'll punch you up. I think we're human, and you know it might not be the same for everyone. I can't give like a blanket. A blanket. Mm. Do this. Be be there for the person in the way that you know the person needs. So, don't try and then be there for someone that you don't know. Kind of thing. Like, yeah. I think if you if you're trying to be there for someone, you probably know them. Mm. Otherwise, it's just at the end of the day, it's the spirit that's the comforter. So at the very least, you can pray that God's spirit comforts them. Yeah. Um, but I think otherwise, you know them as best as you know. You can just be there for them, and it's not, it's not preaching to them or saying anything or yeah. doing it. It's just being there as a human being. Yeah. And, and yeah. Loving them. yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? That's exactly what I was gonna say. The last part in terms of just be human. Yeah. Like sometimes we can jump into situations trying to be super spiritual. Mm. Um, God gives but God takes away but blessed be the name of the Lord I'll slap you in your face <laughs> I'm grieving I'll slap you yeah. or even when when you when you feel the need to jump on that as a platform to preach to someone to yeah. give their life to Christ it's like not the time mate the you know time. it's like like there's unless there's, God is saying so but there's there's still. something about like during a funeral and stuff like that where you can almost call people to be like Death is appointed for everyone. Just mm. think about, like, what's going to happen after this. Mm. There, I think there's there's space for that. But sitting with someone who's just lost this this isn't a funeral situation. Mm. I feel like sitting with someone who's just lost someone dear to them. Mm. That's that's what I'll say. Just sit with them. Mm. Just be human. Just be um, just empathy. Be empathic. Where it's just like, yo, I might not have the words to say. Words might not even do the situation justice. Yeah. But to just be here with you that, so that you're not alone. Mm. That, like, in and of itself, for most people, does a lot. Um, yeah, I'll just say just be human. Yeah. But also, don't tell people that their loved one is with God. They might not be. <laughs> they might not be. You <laughs> might not be. Oh, your loved one's an angel. That's not biblical. <laughs> That's not biblical. Show me, fam. fam. <laughs> yeah, your loved one's looking down on you. Oh, so we're necromancers now, yeah? <laughs> the worst thing is, sometimes wanting to be accurate, I'm like, did he give his life to Christ? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. So, well, 50-50 then, eh? I had someone, <laughs> someone was going to a funeral, and we're like, oh, we're going to come celebrate this person's life. They weren't Christian. There's nothing to celebrate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nah. gonna wear black because right now it's peak for them. <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. Okay, let's let, let's let's round before we get in trouble. <laughs> um, hookups. Can I go first? Yeah, you can. So, this one's just for the Power Rangers fans, Aye. and it's not for the Power Rangers fans that are bougie. It's for Power Rangers fans that are open-minded, are ready to you know because. There's a YouTube channel called Unworthy Productions and they've created, and it's only three episodes in, um, but it's really, it's fan-made, it's low budget, special effects are, you know. So like Matt and Morphin then, yeah? 
Well, but even Mighty Marvel was well, it, it had a lot more money behind it. So you can see that it's the production's like it's like if I if you, me and you wanted to make a Power Rangers spin off kind hey, of don't thing. Don't put me in the same category as you. Yeah, okay. If I wanted to make a Power Rangers thing, it would be very DIY. It would be very, you know, it won't be as polished as it. But if you like the Power Rangers story, mm. you, you'd like to see an extension of it. And they've got a, a nice little um, concept going for an extension of it. They did a bit of gender bending. So Tommy is a girl, which annoys me because they had to have a gay relationship in there somewhere. Annoys the crap out of me. But um, otherwise... I, I love the story and I love the way they portray it, they, they portray it. So it's called Unworthy Productions and it's Power Rangers Unworthy, I think. Yeah, Power Rangers Unworthy. Uh, they're three episodes in and it's just good fun. It's just nice, nice, good fun. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So uh, check it out on YouTube. My hookup is a podcast um, called... Yeah. Is it this one? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. These times last week I gave a podcast. That's my hookup. <laughs> I gave two. <laughs> Stress. So actually, you gave two. I'm going to give two today as well. Okay. The first one's an old one. Um, so um, I wanted to. Are you happy oh, with yourself extra now? Vim. You know what that? Are you happy with yourself now? <laughs> yeah. Man tried to throw down a gauntlet when no one was trying to fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, firstly, just want to reach shout out on court, on court, off court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to get Adi down. I wanted to get Adi down today, but he wasn't in London. Oh, and he's a lot more knowledgeable My about fault. basketball My and fault. trainers so if you like either of those go and check out his channel yeah they, on his they podcast they're funny um new podcast to listen to um it's called yep yep i said it it it, it is um two girls who talk about things oh, that um <laughs> that are not maybe the most politically correct um i think they're when I checked last week, though, on episode one, um, one of the one of the people, one of the girls on the podcast was someone who was a guest on our podcast, but the episode got destroyed. <laughs> so you never heard her voice. <laughs> oh, oh, for real? Yep. But okay. if you want to if you know what she sounds like, go and check out that podcast. Yep. Don't, yep. don't I know said it. which one it is or anything. Exactly. That's great then. Oh, yeah, like, so like, so, so like, because I think they're going to be talking about Pete stuff. They're not even giving their like real names on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So 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 I, I think said one of the episodes is gonna be like it's called Yes, I praise God with this mouth. I'm looking Whoa. forward to that one. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All right. All right. Hey, the way all of our eyes just went left, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, do I want to listen to this now? Because I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to listen to it to ensure that any, it isn't sort of trigger. It isn't going in the direction that I, th- I think it is. Don't worry, I'll listen to it first and then let you know. Because that's what good friends do. <laughs> <laughs> Take the hit. Um, yeah. So I want to start my so um, I want to start my my hookups with an apology actually. Oh. Um, no, not with an apology per se, but I've just like. Uh, realize something after our last conversation in terms of um, evaluating fruit, mm. um, evaluating someone's growth, and basing it solely on their f- on the fruit. Mm. Um, so I I listened to my hookup last week, Flames' album, a lot throughout the week, mm. and mm. he challenged a lot of my theology, especially from a Lutheran perspective, because mm. um, yeah, a lot of mine was Calvinistic. Cal- oh yeah, Calvinism. And I realized that in as much as my practical theology is moving on, 
because the theological part is 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 still almost stuck in the Calvinistic state. Mm. And so it, there's a disconnect. And I realize that whenever I'm having a conversation about theology, I dip into the Calvin, Calvinism mm. bag mm. and then realize that actually, no, practically and functionally, I'm not in the same place. Mm. So I had uh, explored looking at someone's fruit from First John from a Calvinistic perspective. And as I listened to the album, I was like, actually functionally i'm not necessarily there anymore mm. and listening to the um, uh, extra notes album and recognizing that he's got seven tracks but all of them are just going on the exact same point yeah, yeah. um so he's just made just yeah you've made it long-winded but um i recognize that yeah it's not i don't necessarily agree with it but i'm just like okay cool mm. i kind of took it for granted so yeah it would slightly i would s still approach it similarly but mm. slightly differently which i'm not going to go into now because mm. it's sorry not so, uh, it's the hookups so my hookup for this week is the foundation of reformed theology okay the five solas mm. so rather than pointing you towards lutherian or pointing you towards calvinism or, or arminianism whatever five solas um mm. if you don't know about it get get to know about it if you do know about it reacquaint yourself with it so the five solas is um sola fide faith by alone. faith alone sola gratia by grace, grace alone. alone um sola scriptura mm, through scriptures alone so um solas christos through christ, christ alone, alone. And finally, solely Deo Gloria, glory so to God alone. Deo Gloria, Gloria. So yeah, um, the th Reformed th uh, theology adheres to these five things. Um, quick, quick breakdown. Faith alone is that our salvation is by faith alone. Sola gratia is that, that that faith and that salvation is a work of grace, not that we can merit anything. Sola scriptura, we can only really know who God is and what he's done for us through the scriptures. The scriptures is the only authoritative word to get doctrine from. Um, solus Christos is Christ is the only mediator between God and man. There's no Mary, there's no Paul, there's no Buddha, there's no whoever. Um, and solely they are Gloria. Everything and everything that God does and everything that we have created to do is all poised towards the glory of God. Mm. So yeah, easy, easy resource there as well as uh, five solas by SL. Yes. Um, yeah. Even though he doesn't really go into the theology, but no, he does. He does kind of address yeah. each one. And that's an album, by the way. It's, yeah. it's not on Spotify, so you'd oh, have right. to go onto his website. Um, website. Lamp mode. Yeah. yeah. You have to buy it. No, it's free. It's no, a free EP free, that yeah. he dropped, his yeah. first EP. And that's actually how he got signed to Lamp Mode because they heard his stuff and they liked him, so they decided to have a conversation. So it's not Spotify? Because, I don't know, that's but so his old, stuff yeah. afterwards, or So It Begins, which is after that, yeah. is on Spotify. Yeah. And I think that he did with Lamp Mode. Yeah. But um, Five Solars was an independent thing, so you had to go to his website to download it. If you can't find, me, if you can't find it as well, holler at me, I'll send it to you. Come on. Okay. Email the furnace. Yeah. And you can email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Shout out to you for the intro outro music. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. <laughs> you can find us at Twitter at the Furnace UK. Is anyone checking the Twitter? Bro, are you a Kenyan woman or something, <laughs> man? <Like, laughs> I'm I'm off all social media, unfortunately. Why? Because I don't want to. I feel like a waste of time. Mm. Okay, man. You have to check the Twitter then. You have to remind me. I've put like a 45 daily, 45 minute daily limit on my social media. Wow, this is why we're not growing, you know. Our SEO is terrible. <laughs> oh, that's a shame.
uh, Twitter, email us at tbsfunnestalkmoto.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blackness Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, Blackness Furnace with an apostrophe. And I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh, are you going to make an announcement about the, the change? No. There's no, no change. No change. Change is coming. Change is inevitable. Winter is coming. <laughs> The only thing that doesn't change is the fact that there's change. Get ready. Just, 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 just,